0: Stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick. And this week, I'm going solo to talk about where, if anywhere, you can hide out here in 2022. So with Walmart now warning here in the summer of 2022 about its business, and the shares falling to near 52-week lows, they're now down 16% year-to-date. Even a company like Walmart, which many would have considered to be a defensive play going into a economic slowdown or a recession, even that is not a place to hide. Now, energy used to be a place to hide, but many of those stocks have even pulled back 20% from their recent highs or maybe even more. So where should you look? So for me, in this type of market, this is a place where dividends could play a big part of your strategy. Why not get some cash for your patients? I know I've been relishing some of the cash payments I've been getting in my own personal portfolio, even if my shares are down big off their highs. And just looking back at Walmart, for instance, I didn't really feel like that is a good place to hide out, especially on the dividend side, because it's yielding just 1.7% now. Many of you maybe thought, You know, it was like it used to be back in the day when you used to get at least over 2% with Walmart, um, maybe even closer to 3%, but now you're not even getting that. You're only getting 1.7%. And the shares are actually kind of still expensive on a P.E. basis, trading at 20 times. So again, I don't really see a company like Walmart as the big safe haven like it used to be. But what if I could find a company that does pay the bigger dividend, has some earnings growth possibilities, and a higher ZACS rank of maybe number ones, number twos, or even maybe number threes? We might have to expand to the threes. So I ran for a screen to see if this thing exists. And if I could get a dividend yield, not just at 1.7% like Walmart, but over 5%, yes, I'm going to be pretty greedy here in trying to get over 5% because that's a real nice payout, right? I I might not feel the pain quite as bad on the pullback in my stock if I'm getting at least 5% because at least... You know if you're like me and you're reinvesting the dividend i'm buying those shares at a cheaper price as well getting the big payout and buying more shares so i ran the screen and i got 36 stocks so that was more than i expected but Most were number three holds. So there's nothing wrong with Zach's number threes, especially as I'm recording this on July 26, 2022. It is during earnings season. A lot of stocks will just kind of uh, fall back to number threes. As it goes along in the quarter, that's kind of just like the holding place. Uh, So 80% of Zach's ranked stocks are in the number three category. So again, nothing wrong with number threes, which is why they were included in this. But since I did get some number ones and number twos, I am going to focus on them for the rest of this podcast because we might as well get the better ranked stocks that are apparently seeing earnings estimates being revised higher right now. And that is very rare in these uh, this kind of market conditions because as we just heard, Walmart, you know, they're cutting their outlook. And so a lot of the earnings estimates being cut right now, especially during earnings season when we're getting some forward guidance from some of these companies or earnings warnings. So the estimates are being cut, but some rare stocks are still seeing increases, and they're not seeing the cuts, at least not yet. Now, remember, the Zacks rank can change daily. So all of this can change, or it can change on an earnings report, obviously, if things are changing in the business. So the, the rank is a temporary recommendation of just one to three months, and it changes frequently during earnings season, so be warned on that aspect. But let's take a look at the uh, top ranked stocks here. So there were seven that are number ones or number twos. Just two were Zach's number one strong buys. So I am going to include both of those, and then I picked out a third that was a number three or a number two for the third stock. And we'll see kind of what, where are these companies? What areas are they in? How did they get this big rank? It'll seem pretty obvious even from the two that are number one ranks why they're number ones. Uh, but even some of the number twos fall into the same industries and categories. So the first one is, um, I, I cannot pronounce it because I'm very bad at the foreign names. So it's just Sociedad cumesia y Minera de Chile. And it's S as in Sam, Q, M as in Mary. So just remember the ticker. SQM, and it's a Chilean chemical company, but their areas that they focus on are what's key because these are the booming areas right now. So they do do fertilizers, so plant nutrients they have iodine, lithium, and other industrial chemicals. And over the last three years, they've become the largest lithium producer in the world. And remember, lithium used in electric vehicle batteries. So all of these lithium producers are seeing a big earnings growth right now. They have sales in 110 countries. And... Um, you know, this is the area you want to be in. So in their first quarter, gross profit rose 57.7% of revenues, up from 25.9% a year ago. They saw significant gains in lithium pricing, and uh, but prices were up in all business areas, including in those fertilizers. So they have tripled their lithium production over just the last three years. That's why they're now the largest. And a lot of these gains are going into the free cash flow. So that's where we're seeing the bigger dividend payouts. Now, it's going to change quarterly like we've seen with other commodity plays, right? Because if those prices rise, then they're making the more revenue, they have the bigger free cash flow, and then they're just paying out the bigger yield on zax we are showing that they're paying out nine dollars and twenty five cents for the annual dividend nine point seven percent yield yahoo is saying higher and they're saying it's twelve point five percent yield but as i said this can vary depends on how they're putting it into the system and it's going to change each quarter um so keep that in mind it's gonna change um, the last one was just paid out it was announced at the same time as the uh, quarterly uh, announcement for first quarter and it was paid out on june 9th so we have to wait until august 17th for the next quarter and then we'll find out what the actual dividend is but given that all the pricing is held up for this quarter It's looking good that we'll still see this high of yield. Now, what are the shares doing? Year-to-date, they are up 87%. And uh, they have pulled back a little bit off the highs when the commodities kind of pulled back here. And over the last month, though, they're now up 5.6 just in the last month. But you had a little bit of a buying opportunity on some weakness there. Shares are still cheap, trading at 8.9%. Times because earnings are expected to be up 422% this year on all these price increases. Uh, That's giving us $10.71 versus $2.05 last year. But again, this is commodities. Things can change with the pricing. So none of this is guaranteed to continue onward even into next year. The analysts are more conservative on 2023 because it's way too far to know what's gonna be happening. So I'm not really paying that much attention to 2023 with most of these commodities plays. For now, the analysts just see it declining in 2023, but nobody really knows what is gonna happen with any of this pricing. So that is SQM as the first number one stock, and it is on the commodities play. You get the fertilizers plus this lithium play. And so this one will be interesting the rest of the year. Then we're going to stay on the commodity side, but we're switching over to oil. So the second stack is Petrobras, ticker PBR. P as in Paul, B is in Boy, R is in Robert. Uh, they are the other Zach's number one rank strong buy. And it's been, I want to say, years since I mentioned Petrobras. <laughs> it is the large Brazilian oil company. They mainly drill offshore. So they were expected to be this big leader in um, the oil industry, you know, 15 years ago, even 10 years ago. But then there's been some issues there. You can go and research it and see what all is going on. But it hasn't been easy on Brazil and the um, er, you know, investors in this huge Brazilian oil company. Now, that is one thing to keep in mind as I'm talking about what else is going on with them. So in the first quarter they saw some great numbers. So revenue up 73% year over year, gross profit up 80%. Their net debt actually fell 16% to just $40.1 billion, and that's in U.S. dollars, compared to the fourth quarter for that one. So these high energy prices are helping them. But they did give A big statement at the beginning of the first quarter results saying that they provide all these jobs, they're paying all these income taxes, they're giving back money to the state, they're sharing with shareholders, they're doing all these good things because Petrobras is seeing the same kind of uh, pressure from their government that US producers are seeing from theirs in terms of the high prices are creating this huge cash outlays, but gasoline, diesel, all of that has risen dramatically. And, um, you know, so these companies are making all, all of this money off the back of the consumer who's buying the products, right? So um, this is an issue with the stock. And they recently uh, put out another update about the second quarter because that earnings release is coming on July 29th, and they warned of planned refinery stoppages for the rest of the year. They also said that crude production was down 5.2% quarter over quarter and down 5% from a year ago uh refinery utilization rate though was high it was 89% in the quarter with refineries by June uh basically at maximum capacity at 97% and remember the refineries that's what they take the product they make the gasoline uh, or the you know the diesel fuel jet fuel with all of that and so they are trying to turn it out to get those gasoline prices down more more product you know can see those come down. In Brazil, President Bolsonaro has pressured uh, Petrobras to lower gasoline prices, and you're not really escaping that pressure in Brazil. They are the largest oil company there. So um, you have all these issues going on with this company And so it's not surprising shares are lagging year to date up only 13.6%. And over the last three months, as the pressure has come from the government and they've had to lower those prices, the, uh, shares are down 8.5%. Now, of course they're still going to be dirt cheap because earnings are still on the rise, even if they're lowering those gasoline prices. Um, but, You know, you get this trade off because there are risks here of government, you know, (laughs) interference, let's just say. PE is now 2.5 on Petrobras, but those earnings estimates still on the rise. Although we just got this update about second quarter and we're about to get second quarter results. So unclear if those uh, estimates are going to stay at this level given a little bit lighter production and other things going on. Uh, So the yield on this one is out of control. (laughs) It's like extraordinary because they do have it to pay out. They are sharing it with the shareholders in order to try to appease the government because there are clearly Brazilian shareholders, the same as there's people from around the world that own these shares. So Yahoo Finance says it's $4.37, which is yielding 37.5%. Um, so I had to double-check that on Zax. Zax has $3.08, but that's still yielding 24.9%. So yeah, that, that payout was legit, but it's unclear what the payout's going to be for this next quarter because it is going to be variable every quarter and what kind of pressure will continue to happen on this uh, company by the Brazilian government, and what will happen with production? I've always said with the energy stocks, it's all fine and dandy if the price for the product is is that much higher but you have to still get it out of the ground. So these companies you know, face these issues as well. And then they did say they're going to have some refinery shutdowns in the second half of the year. Now, they are huge in diesel. It's almost half of their product. And then they're big in gasoline. And then they have jet fuel and a few other things. They do still export oil as well, with 56% in last quarter going to China. So the Chinese are still buying from Petrobras as well on the market there. So that's Petrobras, little risky here, but they do have that extraordinary payout for right now. Ticker is PBR, P is in Paul, B as in boy, R as in Robert. And then the third stock is on the REIT side. You shouldn't be surprised that there were some REITs in this Because the REITs have historically paid the higher dividends, right? And right now, some of them are seeing earnings estimates on the rise. So the one that I chose is the number two, one of the number twos. There were several REITs uh, that were number twos. There was also a Canadian bank as a number two and at least one other energy, big uh, state energy company outside the U.S. Uh, that was on the list. So the REIT I chose is EPR, EPR Properties, ticker is E, P is in Paul, R and in Robert, EPR, and they call themselves the premier experiential REIT out there. So they own 355 properties in 44 states and Canada, and what does experiential REIT mean? That means experiences and connections. So this is an interesting area of uh, property that I don't often think about owning, but now I'm thinking about it after (laughs) reading about what they do. So they own things like golf entertainment complexes, bowling alleys, you know, bowling uh, complexes, because that's all like entertainment and experiences, right? Casinos. Ski and water park lodgings, so somewhere to stay while you're skiing and going to that water park. Zoos, museums, e-gaming, concert venues, climbing gyms, and fitness centers. So all these things, places where you're going to go to experience something is the areas they're going into. Now, they do pay a monthly dividend out to shareholders, but annualized, annualized, it comes out to $3.30 right now. That's a yield of 6.4%. That's pretty impressive. Um, remember, REITs have to pay out 80% of their income to the shareholders. And remember, there's uh, different tax issues with REITs, with the dividend on a REIT. So keep that in mind. Talk to your advisor. Uh, a lot of people like to own the REITs in their, in their retirement accounts, like a IRA um, or even like a 401k, but an IRA will do it because that has different tax issues and you get tax advantages owning it in there. So keep those things in mind, but you do get a yield of 6.4% here. Shares are up 10% year to date. um, But over the last three months, they're down about 6%. So a little bit of a pullback here. There's still... Fairly cheap, trading just 11 times. Earnings are expected to be up 46% here in 2022. Not surprising because this is the reopen after COVID, right? Um, So they're maybe getting a little bit better situation with their tenants now because they have to lease these things out and we're all returning to these experiences kinds of things here in 2022 so expected to see $4.77 up from 3.26 last year And then in 2023, analysts are still see a little bit of gain up 3.3% to $4.92. But again, here in the summer of 2022, it's still a little early to know what next year is going to look like. They report earnings on August 2nd. So we haven't heard it yet. I'm recording this on July 26th, but it's coming up fast. So you're going to want to be tuning in to all of the earnings reports on all of these companies as they come in, because that's going to impact on the dividend yield that you're getting and what's happening with earnings and what is going on um, just behind the scenes, especially as the global economy starts to, uh, you know, slow here. So are we, uh, you know, we're not looking with these stocks for the huge 20%, 30%, 40% winners. Um, and I'm not talking about the dividend, <laughs> I'm not talking about the Petrobras dividend here, just talking about on a return, because in this type of market conditions, we're trying to hide out the point of the dividend part is to give you income and then maybe you get some share appreciation so that you can win, right? Because if we own Walmart, we're, we're only getting the 1.7%. And even though those shares have come down, uh, Again, we're only getting 1.7. So that's not really hiding me out from anything <laughs> because I'm just, it's just not. Um, so some of these, at least we're getting over a 5% dividend. So we're getting some income coming in. And while they may not stick around for years and years with these dividends, we know we're getting it for right now and probably in the second quarter. And then even with the REIT, that's probably good to go annualize there, but they pay out every month as well. So you still have to be on the alert that something could happen with that dividend payout as well, but uh, we're looking okay in the near term and that's what we want to do. We want to just kind of hide out in the near term while we wait for everything to develop in the global economy and what else is going to happen with the stock market Have we seen the bottom? Maybe we haven't. And then we're still at least getting some income. And like I said, if you reinvest those dividends, you are buying more shares uh, at a cheaper price or you're just going to take the cash and maybe you're buying some shares of some other companies that maybe don't even pay out a dividend, but you'll take this dividend and redeploy that cash into other cheaper stocks as well. So I do like dividend payers right now this year. It does make me feel better when I get the big payouts. Uh, I can't imagine getting the Petrobras payout if it's really 20, 25% here. And, um, you know, or even if I'm not reinvesting that cash, I'm just going to take it and do something else with it. That's a pretty generous payout here on my investment, even though that is more of a risky stock right here, because it depends on both, uh, energy pricing as well as what's happening internally in Brazil and for them getting it out of the ground. It's all three things. So, um these things are fluid. The Ukraine war is also throwing,, uh, you know, impacting into what's going on with several of these companies, including SQM as well. So keep those things in mind because it's not always super easy and risk free to just buy these big dividend payers that have growth and have the high Zachs rank because, Nothing is guaranteed out there except, of course, death and taxes, everything else up in the air. But at least I can maybe try to hide out here in 2022 as the stock market remains volatile and maybe get some uh, extra cash on the side. So let me recap what stocks I did mention on this show. So there is Walmart, ticker WMT mentioned it throughout, Um, it's not my favorite place to hide out. It's not even my favorite retailer here. And I do consider it to be still expensive, even with the pullback. It's trading it around 20 times. So I'm not feeling motivated to jump into that one here in 2022. But some others that are places to maybe hide out is SQM. Uh, That's the Chilean chemical company, Petrobras, PBR is the big Brazilian oil company. And then EPR, the EPR properties, is the uh, Experiences property REIT. That seems kind of interesting, paying 6.4% on the dividend yield. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. There is a lot going on and uh, things are going to change rapidly, but I'm going to have guests on the show where we're going to be talking all about it Once we get some more of these earnings results in and the Fed raises rates again, we'll get some more inflation data in and uh, we'll see what, what things develop. But there are still stocks to buy out there. There's ones to put on your watch list. And there's others that um, you should maybe just be tracking and see what happens on your wish list, not even just your watch list have a wish list too some that maybe haven't pulled back as far as you would like them to be and maybe you can get cheaper so i'll be covering all these topics on future episodes be sure to get us on apple Podcasts. you can get us on spotify you can get us on amazon music but get us somewhere and i'll see you again next week with some more stocks